Greetings, peace, love, and solidarity. Uh, we come to you now. This is the Northeast Political Prisoner Coalition, a.k.a. NEPPC Podcast. My name is Frank Brown. I'm with my brother, former political prisoner, Abdul Haq Islam. Today we are honoring the, um, the tradition, or rather the, uh, rec- we recognize African Liberation Day, which was uh, first started. The first one was in... Um, March 20, May 25th of 1972. It was inspired by uh, people who came back from um, Zimbabwe, I mean, Mozambique, the liberation area, and became inspired to do something. So they came, they went on a trip in 1971, and by 1972, uh, they organized. They organized the African Liberation Day. Uh, thousands attended in BC. There were a number of organizations that came together, and, and they, um, uh, People um, dressed in their um, African attire. They uh, they had speeches, and one of the things that was very important was uh, setting aside ideological differences and focusing on what needed to be done, which is support African uh, liberation movements wherever they were occurring, and to make sure that this was something that wasn't taken lightly. That we have the responsibility to control our own destiny. So today, that's what we're going to focus on in African Liberation Day. Um, the fact that it happened, and now it's 50 years now. Today is the 50th anniversary of African Liberation Day. And that's very important because it gives us an opportunity to evaluate uh, where we've come, um, how much we've gained. And of course, with any and everything, you're going to have some setbacks and drawbacks. So we're going to look at that and we're going to ask ourselves, what are we willing to do? Because one of the things that me and Abdul Haq uh, are talking about is um, having a platform for political prisoners. So whenever you talk about anything that's dealing with the struggle of people African descent to advance, um, to gain liberation, you're talking about sacrifices. Um, you're talking about blood, sweat, and tears, right? And so the political prisoners and the martyrs have to always be saluted. They have to always be recognized for their contributions. And that's why... Uh, when we talk about African liberation and we celebrate African Liberation Day, we have to include political prisoners. So, um, first of all, we want to say uh, let's continue to fight to bring our political prisoners home. We, I have just get, got received the news via email that Matuba Shakur was denied parole, mandatory, mandatory parole again. Uh, this is something like the ninth time he was denied parole. Little fight, yeah, we got to fight. You know, our political prisoners uh, should not. And will not die in prison uh, if we have anything to say about it. And um, we have to organize to do that because there are political prisoners in the United States. There are political prisoners in the world. And despite what anybody wants to tell you about them being criminals or them being terrorists, we can't accept that narrative because of that's all, all in the um, in the paradigm of controlling our own destiny, of uh, being self-determined. So. It's very important that we take this serious. It's very important that we continue to fight because if we neglect our political prisoners, then that will be uninspiring for the next um, activist, the next revolutionary that's coming live. Because they say if they didn't respect them and they didn't uh, advocate for their release, what would they do for me if I should be unfortunate to be a political prisoner or even a martyr? Because uh, they're not going to respect my legacy and they're not going to iron me by practice or in their deeds. So um, that's very important that we need to discuss that. And I think that when we talk about African Liberation Day and how 
thousands came out, they were recognizing what had to be done. So, um, I do hockey. Uh, peace and love, brothers and sisters. We are in a, a, a period of revolutionary thinking, liberation thinking. Uh, this is a season, May and June. You understand to be on that vibe. In uh, May, you know, after Liberation Month, you know, we uh, appreciate and we uh, remember those valiant struggles that uh, happened on the continent, you know, as a colonizer, you know, uh, murdered, raped, pillaged, you understand, stole resources, and our people stood up and fought back, you know, and won some very, very great victories, you know. Uh, Juneteenth is coming up, so this this is a, a season, you understand, of this type of thinking, you dig? Um, the black soldiers during the Civil War was one that won the war, you know, you understand? Um, you, you dig, uh, the, the, the North, you know, had a weakness, but uh, the black soldiers, the one that freed themselves, you understand, with arms, you know, so... Um, this is a very, very great time of the year. You know, Black uh, History Month has just recently passed us, you know, and we're in this, this, this time right now. It's what we're talking about, political business um, that uh, resulted from the African liberation struggle, you know, and relate that to our struggle here in America in that it is the same enemy. It is the same enemy here in America you understand, that targets our freedom fighters, you understand, that target our freedom fighters on the continent, you know, U.S. and European colonizers, you know. Um, we talk about Nelson Mandela, who spent 29 years in prison. You know, Nelson Mandela became the leader of the movement after the, uh, the Charlottesville Massacre in 1960, when uh, 69 people were killed by the police in South Africa, Mandela became the leader of the movement, you understand? And it was an armed movement, you know? We um, reject the strategy that our enemy gives us. Imagine being in a war, and your enemy tell you what your strategy should be. The enemy said our strategy should be that we should use our head as a weapon against a baseball bat, wielded by a racist, that we should use uh, are behinds as a weapon against a racist foot. That's the, that's the strategy that the enemy says, the enemy gives us, you understand, that we should implement. We said no. You know, um, the people, the, 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 the forces in uh, uh, on, on the continent were armed. You understand? They fought against uh, a very, very vicious, very, very violent, very, very cruel occupiers. You know, imperialists, you know. Uh, and so Mandela became uh, 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 the, the leader of that movement in, in South Africa, uh, a nation very, very rich in natural resources. You know, uh, as I was doing research uh, for today, I saw a picture of very, very hypocritical President Bush shaking Mandela's hand. You understand? Uh, and they gave, was given, in later years, they was given Mandela all type of accolades, you know, acting like they loved him so much, like like they was their friend, but the U.S., 
understand, was implemented in Mandela's arrest. You understand? The, the U.S. supported apartheid. You understand? The U.S. was against uh, 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 boycotts of the of, uh, uh, of, a part, of the apartheid system. You know, the U.S. Uh, and Israel was down and dirty with apartheid. You know, and so um, for him, for them now to um, uh, pretend that uh, Nelson Bella was uh, such a, uh, a love one by them, you know, this is hypocrisy. We got to use hypocrisy as a weapon to strike these folks, okay? Uh, another uh, brother who was a political prisoner was uh, Brother Lumumba, the first president of, of the Congo. The Congo, another nation rich in resources, you know, and it's often said that Mandela signed his death warrant when he said that the resources of the Congo would uh, uh, benefit the children of the Congo, you know. So um, Larry Devlin exposed that the U.S. government, you understand, uh, ordered the assassination of, of Brother Lumumba, you know, and it was carried out, and uh, this was uh, orchestrated by the trailer and the, um, the, 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 the the number one Uncle Tom in the world, Mobutu, you know, and part of our uh, uh, inspiration and political education during this period is that it is a very, very vile and low-life thing to be an Uncle Tom, to be a race traitor, you understand, to sell out your people, you know. And this is the, the, this is what Mobutu was, you understand. Mobutu's a nickname is Mobutu, the N-I-G-G-E-R. That's his nickname, you know. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, as we find this, 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 um, in this, in this period of time, you know, we said, no, to be to be, the, to be a freedom fighter, you know, to fight for liberation, you know, it's a, a time for liberation, for liberation thought, for uh, to, to raising the youth, you understand, to fall in love with, real, with, with liberation, you understand, to fighting for the cause of your people, you understand, and this is what, we, this is what the political education in the street has to be, you know, in this period, to raise our people up, you know, also, another uh, strong warrior for liberation was Steve Biko, the, lead, the leader of the Black Consciousness Movement in South Africa, you know, whose main goal was to uh, raise the consciousness of the people, to uh, rid the people of their uh, feeling they were uh, inferior, you understand, to the white, to the white colonizers, you know, and uh, they, they engaged in a guerrilla struggle, you understand, they, 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 they fought back, they stood up, and um, uh, Biko's death is very, very suspicious. They say that he uh, starved himself to death through a hunger strike. But, you know, it doesn't take uh, six days for a person without food to die. It, it, it six day, Biko was dead in six days, you know. And, um, you know, they, 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 they was examining through the, uh, through the period of time and said he was in very, very great health, you know. But then they claimed that... Uh, his death was because of, 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 of a hunger, hunger strike. And uh, during this period uh, of police custody, um, there were other very, very suspicious deaths, you know, which, um, you know, uh, we got to look at, you know, and consider. One of the things I was going to say, you know, um, our comrade and former political prisoner, um, Robert R.T. Taylor, he, he, he said that um, when you were doing your work, you know, you're going to be met with resistance. That's how you know you're doing the right thing. So you see, Stephen Biko was doing the right thing. He was raising the 
consciousness right, right, the youth right, of that right. generation that was going to come into its own and it had to make a decision about right. what will they accept what will they not accept and because uh, he was so much a threat then the enemy attacked him yeah because the enemy wants you to be soft they want you to be uh, compliant wants you to be like you know crawling on on all fours non-threatening you know but uh, Biko, you know, to raising the conscience of the people, to make the people understand, you understand, that we have a very big, great pride. We have a thing to walk with your head up. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, power in the people, power in the being of the people to stand up and resist. You understand? And so, um, anytime you have leaders like that, just like here in America, you know, our political business engaged in this struggle in America, and they did similar things, you know? So, uh, so go on, Pro. So this is uh, education, you understand, to see uh, what's happening across the pond, you know, and all around the world, in fact, you know, is the same thing, of the same enemy, the same tactics, the same thinking, you understand, um, the, the, the same uh, uh, intent to turn the people against those who stand up for them, you know, which is a crazy thing, which is insane. You know, to be against those who fought for your for your freedom and uh, who sacrificed everything for you. You, you right. know, to talk about there was terrorists and you know all this, that, and the other. You know, no. So they were, you know, they they, they they fought out of love. You know, liberation. You know, uh, 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 to, to control your own destiny. You know, this is the words that, in the mouth of of, of freedom. Fight. control your own destiny, which means. Self-determination. Whenever a people fight for self-determination, those who want to determine their, their, their destiny, you know, they, they come at it in a very, very violent way. You know, Samara Michelle, another great leader, you know, Mozambique, who became a, um, a, a hellified military leader in the guerrilla struggle in Mozambique, you understand, who trained other guerrilla fighters from other countries, you know, um, you know, uh, powerful, powerful brother. You know, uh, President, uh, President Mozambique, the leader of Frilamo. You know, the uh, uh, liberation movement in Zimbabwe. Sorry, uh, in, in Mozambique. In Mozambique, yeah. Yes. You know, and um, uh, oh, there go, there go the phone. Right, right. And, uh, you know, he died in a, a, in a plane crash under very, very um, suspicious conditions, you know. And uh, you know, also we got to uh, allow um, President Robert Mugabe of, uh, of Zimbabwe, who led a liberation struggle, became the president of Zimbabwe, you know. And uh, he said uh, in one interview that they had destroyed Goliath, you know, compared to the American colonizer. In particular, uh, a, a move made by um, this this fool. Uh, anyway, uh, because they said if they, they destroy the rank Goliath out of there, if they bring Goliath in there again. You know, saying they'll run them out again. You know, our President Robert Mugabe, another uh, a, a freedom fighter. You understand uh, for the liberation of our people. You know, who we must respect. You understand, remember, and uh, be like him. There's some very important points that you made, and I think that it's very important that you know when we talk about our liberation, we talk about our um, political prisoners and and these political prisoners that we're talking about. Because one political prisoner that I wanted to um, talk about, he was a political prisoner first, 
And then he became a martyr because he was executed. Uh, it's uh, Lumumba, right? Uh, Patrice Lumumba. Patrice Lumumba was a political prisoner because he represented a threat. He was organizing his people. Um, he was. Uh, he wanted to. He knew the importance of nationalizing um, whatever was going to benefit mm -hmm. uh, their their country, and that was a threat because of the rich um, environment that uh, the Congo is, and his execution. Um, uh, really outraged people like Malcolm X and uh, Che Guevara, uh, those comrades, because they understood that um, you know that they could not sit back and watch what happened uh, just happened that way. Che went to the point where he um, actually went to the Congo and uh, attempted to organize the, the brothers there. And um, uh, Malcolm X, that's what that's what sparked his um, chicken comes up chickens. Coming to home, the roots of uh, speech, and um, because he was uh, tired of what was going on, and they both were tired of what was going on, and they had to do something, they had to say something, and I think that that's uh, inspiration that we need to uh, feel when we talk about our political prisoners, like Matula Shakur being denied parole again after all these you know, decades in prison. We need to be outraged. We are taxpayers, right? They built those prisons without tax dollars. We should have a say so, and that's why we're saying that. We need to write our political prisoners. We need to uh, call and write our elected officials and make sure that they do what's, our, what's in our interest. And our interest is bringing our political prisoners home. We look at what's going on right now, these uh, acts of uh, terrorists, these uh, innocent babies being killed. We look at uh, the violence that's going on in the community and uh, the absence of black men stepping up so that we can stop these killings going on in the black community. We look at um, a number of issues that our youth are, are facing, which is our future. And uh, we need as many uh, foods on the ground and as many brains uh, available to address the problems because everybody has uh, something that they can contribute. And we all have brains and we all have a thought process that we need to really utilize as a weapon to um, deal with these issues, these crises that are occurring. And the political prisoner... Uh, is that the political prisoner has demonstrated throughout their lives that nothing was more important than uh, the freedom or the liberation of their people and not even their um, so-called freedom or even their very lives because we have some that uh, have been killed because of their uh, attempt to move our people forward. I think that that's very important that we uh, did that. So let's just talk about the contributions that our political prisoners can make. Right on, right on. Um, I'm glad you uh, raised uh, the issue of the violence happening uh, in this country right now. You know, uh, there's more violence in America than anywhere else. We, we, we just had recently, you know, the situation uh, in New York, you know, uh, the thing that happened down in, uh, in Texas, and uh, nowhere else in the world you have this level of mass shootings of people, you know. Um, and when we study scientifically why things happen, you understand, the, 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 the study of causation, why then you look at the properties of a thing, you understand, and relate the properties of the thing, you know, uh, what the thing is, is made of, you understand, and relate that to what's going on, you know, what, what causes things to happen. So when you look in America, you know, uh, there's something about it that causes this madness in, the, in, in, in this, this violence, you know, us killing each other, black people killing each other, and um, 
these, 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 these lunatics to go around shooting up uh, large numbers of people, you know. So uh, in America, we got this, this, this arrogance, this, this dog eat dog to anything for a dog. It's about me. It ain't about you. It, it, it ain't about nothing else but me. You understand? Uh, this 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 uh, arrogance, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's transnational to going around the world. You know, uh, uh, starting wars with people, wars of oppression, you understand, murdering great, great numbers of people, you understand, for natural resources, for riches, to build riches, you understand. So this is a, 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 a context, an atmosphere of madness, you know, and one thing that our political prisoners can contribute is that uh, by them being incarcerated for so long, you understand, They've done studies, you know, they've been reading, you understand, and they've been meeting, you understand, and they have organized, you know, you know to change people's lives, you know, to, 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 to quell the violence. You know, we got uh, a brother like my brother Matulu, you understand, uh, and other, uh, uh, another uh, uh, on the inside, you understand, who have uh, created programs to stop the violence, you know, my brother Maroon Schultz, uh, created programs to stop the violence, you know. And um, um, you know they need to, they need to be free. They need to, like, yes. The brothers talk about the contributions they can make, you know. And, and uh, brothers like this, you know, all of you know, all of them, you know, uh, being incarcerated, being around all this violence, you know, the administration calls them, you understand, know, to, 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 to wash the beefs. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what. Um, Yada Cooley's uh, right. role was he right, was right. Conducting classes right. to um, bring to show brothers how not to come back to prison. Right. And um, one of the things that we're doing now is giving you the, uh, the website to donate to um Yada Cooley because he's going to need a number of things when he comes home, and we have to be more patient until uh, he actually comes home to his family. But in the meantime, we still have, have work to do, and that work can be done by making a contribution to the website that's uh, that's screening across um, your viewing right now. So just make sure you share that and uh, contact us if you need some more information in terms of uh, donation, making donations. You contact, this is my personal cell phone. It belongs to the people, so I don't have no shame in giving it to you. It's 347-679-3936. Again, that's 347-679-3936. And I just want to go back to the actual day again of African Liberation Day. Because um, there's a photo right here. And I think when you focus on the photo, you see what was going on, right? See those thousands of people behind that banner. And they are dressed in red, black, and green, some of them. You have families, so you have man, woman, and child. They all come together in uh, formation because they all determined to do their job, to play their role. And it's 50 years since that first African Liberation Day celebration. And I think that 50 years from its uh, inception is very inspiring because we look at uh, the work that's been done. There's been some setbacks, but yet still, it's still been uh, a group that has been determined to carry that message of African liberation forward. And I think that we need to recognize those groups or uh, of people who are committed to that work, whether you see them, honor them, you know, salute them, uh, make donations. And make time to participate in some programs that are going on 
Today is going to be a program at uh, Sister's Place at uh, 7 p.m. That's 456 North Carolina Avenue. And that's the place to be to learn about the history of Black um, African Liberation Day and learn what it means for you as a person of African descent on how you have that personal responsibility to move that work forward. Yeah. And uh, I want to say, you know, uh, we'll give the, the, the brothers and sisters out there some work to do. You know, Monday, a uh, ruling came down from the Supreme Court that the prisoners who have an issue of ineffective assistance of counsel, you know, by which evidence of their innocence could be presented. Once they taken this to the state court, they cannot go to the federal court. You understand? The, uh, the court rule that is unconstitutional for them to seek a release or a relief uh, through the feds after the state has turned them down. You know, indeed, uh, when they say we the people, the preamble says we the people, they wasn't talking about us. They wasn't talking about black men. Uh, they weren't talking about black people. They weren't talking about women. When they said we the people, you know, that it, it, it didn't apply to us. You know, they said we're three-fifths of a human being. So when they said we the, we the people, they wasn't talking about us, you know. And uh, now the ruling is that once you go to the state level, if you got uh, evidence of your innocence that didn't come out because of ineffective assistance of counsel that, you know, you finished. You just there for the rest of your life, for the rest of your sentence, for whatever it is. And we need the folks out there, you know, this relates to our political business, you dig? How is that democratic? You know, how is that democratic, you know? Uh, you know, so this system, you understand, know was not made for us. This system ain't working. We can't get no justice through this system. You can't get no justice through the courts. You know, so we need the folks out there to spread that message to the masses. You know what I'm saying? People know people on the inside in prison. Let that message go through the prison system like lightning. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to say, if you're viewing this for the first time, please hit like. We're asking you to please hit like because we need to know who's viewing this so that we can stay in contact. And uh, we have work to do. I'm um, sorry, brother. And please share with 10 people. Yeah. Share with ten people, you know. Uh, like you were saying, yeah, that's very long yeah. that that uh, law was passed, and right. that, that lets us know that we are doing the right thing, right? Because we have a, a window of opportunity, and we need to take advantage of it. And now they're trying to close that window of opportunity, so now we have to put that pressure on. We need to attack because they, they build these prisons with our tax dollars, right? And uh, these elected officials are supposed to have been uh, voted in by people like me and you, um, registered voters. And now we have to act, we have to demand that they do what's, what we want done. And we want everybody who's uh, incarcerated to um, have the opportunity to um, raise an issue if there is an issue regarding their case. Because uh, just because somebody's incarcerated doesn't mean that they're actually guilty, right? Sometimes you don't have the uh, actual resources to fight your case the right way. And I think that this is a blow to uh, so-called justice, and that's why we have to continue to it's fight. It's going to hurt black people. We don't want to pass this it's on. It's going to hurt a lot of black people. It's going to hurt a lot. Of, it's going to uh, cause a lot of pain in a lot of black families. And oftentimes, the enemy shoots himself in the foot. So you know, one thing this is going to do is going to be people on the inside. You understand? Who are realized 
that they ain't got no hope through the court. And so it's going to change them and, and, and uh, uh, transfigure their lives, you understand, to make them become freedom fighters, you understand, to yes. make them become resistors, you understand, to turn them into, to, 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 to wake up their consciousness. And a lot of these people, you understand, will be leaders who can lead other brothers and sisters, young brothers, brothers and sisters in the penal system, you understand, uh, to be against the system, to uh, to, be, to, to, to to have a, a, a reality, to know the reality of what the system is. You know what I'm saying? So like I say, they, they messed up with this one. And, uh, you know, we need the brothers out there to spread the word. And, again, this is going to hurt black people. It's going to hurt our political prisoners. Because, you know, um, once, you, once you blow in the state, that's it. You know, you, you do gambling. You ain't got nothing coming. That's going to be very, very painful to our people. Exactly, but we know we have work to do. Let's continue yeah. to do, do the work because our children are watching us and we have to uh, give them that inspiration. We have right. to teach them. So when we talk about African liberation, uh, they, let's be honored by that. Uh, walk outside today, wear uh, something red, black, and green. Uh, study the uh, original uh, African Liberation Day celebration. Uh, on YouTube, they have some very incredible speeches. And I know I was very inspired as I prepared for this presentation, um, today's uh, presentation. And, um, I was inspired by Lane Brown's speech, uh, Amiri Baraka. He was uh, right on point and very sharp. I know Alumbe Brad has spoke, and uh, he was very important. I mean, very sharp on that. And um, one of the things that I really was, was really liked that they did was that they actually brought the indictments on various colonialist uh, countries. Uh, like Portuguese in South Africa, and they went. They went to the uh, uh, Rhodesian um, Information Center, and they spoke, and they uh, put up these indictments and let them know that uh, we we know what you did, we know for you, you what you've done, and you know we know uh, what you owe us. You owe us, and we want that, right? And um, when they came up to the United States, they read those indictments, and I think that. People who currently live in the United States, people of African descent, we know about the atrocity of slavery, so that we, we have to organize and make that demand for reparations. And uh, we know our political prisoners were fighting for us to be liberated in all uh, ways. And I think that that's why when we talk about our liberation struggle, we have to include the political prisoner. We have to write them. We have to support them wherever we can. Uh, we have to encourage our political prisoners and those who are part of the struggle to free our political prisoners to create um, units, right, within different uh, communities that's going to advocate for political prisoners' uh, freedom. And we have to tell, we have to ask our political prisoners to write to communities, write open letters to communities. And once we get those open letters, we need to circulate them into those communities. And uh, we need to create even banners in our in those com communities. So they, they, they may see this message on a daily basis, whether they go on food shopping or they go on to work or they just go on to somewhere to celebrate something. They still have this idea. There's somebody who's been incarcerated for decades because they wanted my life to be better. And therefore, I need to do something for them. I need to do something about this situation. There's always something that somebody can do. Right now, we put up the hit like because we want people to like we share with 10 people because we need to get this work message out. We need to be consistent with it. And uh, we can't let nothing uh, break us. Just like George Jackson said. George Jackson said, they would not count me amongst the unbroken. 
So we have to be determined like that, just like our political prisoners remain unbroken. So, brother, I think that we touched on a bunch of points. I think that we covered everything that we wanted to cover. Do you have any closing remarks? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, just hitchhike on something you said that uh, what they do, we cannot allow that <clears throat> to put us into a do-nothing type of depression. You understand? Feel sort of sorry for ourselves. You know, feel all inferior, inferior. You know, uh, looking at this. Uh, you know, seeing them as some type of uh, superpower. You know, we're hopeless and helpless. You know, no, we can't. We can't let it do like that. You know, uh, the pain. We talk about pain, but that pain also has to be an energy in, inside us that makes us do the work. And the brother laid out all different types of, of work that we can do. You know, so we need to. Uh, you know, whatever can be mobilized needs to be mobilized, you understand, with uh, that energy, that outrage, you understand, that fight back, that spirit, that warrior spirit, that never give up, you understand, that in incomparable, uh, 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 indomitable, you understand, uh, uh, type of rage, that, 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 that work, the type of work that has to be done, you understand, to put in, to put in that work, you understand, so, uh, you know, that's I would leave the people with that, you understand, that whatever they do, you know, make it backfire on them, you know, and hit them back. You know, they hit you, you block them and hit them back. You know, and do that work. Black power. Black power, what's the call? Free them all. What's the call? Free them all. Before we um, sign off, just going to give you a word from my brother in the struggle, Killer Mike.
toward taking care of civil rights leaders who have worked on our behalf and are elderly now and don't have to take care of themselves, like Rosa Parks, whose rent was paid by the owner of, of, of um, Little Caesar's Pizza. We should have had a fund to make sure that she never had to worry about that again in her life. We should have a fund that makes sure money makes it to Asada Shakur and Matulu Shakur has 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 legal and legal representation and food. And Leonard Pelton, who has um, diabetes in jail, can get insulin taken care of. And until we start doing it, ten dollars a month is about what you pay on a couple fast food restaurant business. So if a million of us do that for the rest of our life, look at how well we'll be taking care of the people that we're asked to sacrifice on our behalf. I agree, and uh, we should. Thanks again for tuning in to the NEPPC podcast, where we uh, make sure that the political prisoner is not neglected and has a voice. Uh, we ask that you share this episode with at least 10 people. We ask that you contribute, where you consider a contribution of uh, $5, $1.50, a quarter, whatever you have to afford uh, to give, we would accept, and we are really are appreciative. Uh, you can contact us at 347-679-3936 if you're interested in getting involved. Again, that's 347-679-3936. Or you can cash app us at uh, cash app, dollar sign, Sefu, S-E-F-U-S-A-N-K-O-F-A. That's again, that's S-E-F-U-S-A-N-K-O-F-A. Also, my email is Sefu Sankofa, S-E-F-U-S-A-N-K-O-F-A at Gmail. Again, that's S-E-F-U-S-A-N-K-O-F-A at gmail.com. Thank you and travel safe.